Good morning, good morning, good morning. Hello, and how the devil are we all today? Well, we have got so much going on this morning. So much. Um, I don't even know where to start. Oh my goodness me. Actually, yes, I do. Um, I have an apology to make um, to Samuel, who is in Texas. <gasps> well, now, Samuel, you turned seven yesterday. Um, but, unfortunately, your mummy's message didn't make it to me on in time to um, get get out there yesterday so um i am saying happy belated birthday for yesterday i hope you had the best day i don't know actually whether texas where you are is in front or behind me so not quite sure when your birthday was sort of time zone wise so it gets very confusing with all the different time zones. It really does. It'd be much easier if everybody had the same time. <laughs> I would not get confused. Um, but anyway, um, I hope that you had the best birthday ever. I hope that you turned seven very, very excitedly. And that you had lots of presents and lots of cake, obviously. Um, so, yeah, I am truly sorry that I didn't get to you to say happy birthday on your actual birthday. <clears throat> uh, but I really, really hope that you had a good day. Um, and, uh, yeah, I... <laughs> can't say how sorry I am because I hate it when I let people down but um just things if if it's right at the very last minute um sometimes it doesn't get done so I do apologize right so um and I do know that today is Ollie's birthday party it's not his birthday because his birthday was the other day but he's having a party today and I really, really, really wish I was going because it's a rainbow unicorn party with a standing unicorn cake, hopefully, if his mummy has managed to make it. <laughs> so, um, and, and they've promised to send me a picture. Uh, so I am looking forward to receiving that. Uh, and... I just hope you have an amazing party. So, um, where else do we go? Well, we found out yesterday what makes or what could make cows produce more milk. But we find out today, how do you block a tickle? How do you block a tickle? Hmm. A. Tense your muscles. B. Think about something else. C. Place your hands on top of the tickler's hand. 
D. Hold your breath and stick out your tongue. Mm. Ooh. Which one of those do you think is correct? Well, pick your option and see at the end if you were right or not. <clears throat> so, who out of you are ticklish? I am extremely ticklish. I hate being tickled. <clears throat> but most of us feel ticklish on at least one part of our body. Okay. But for many of us, while it might make us laugh, the experience of being tickled is not exactly enjoyable. Tickled! Far from it. In fact, some people even have a tickle phobia. It's called pteronophobia. Ooh, although that does sound rather more like a fear of pterodactyls, doesn't it? Anyway, wouldn't it be amazing if you could block the tickly feelings of a tickle stopping your evil tickler in their tracks? Well, you can. Want to know how? <laughs> Thought you might. Distracting your brain by focusing on something else might help a little. Unlike, or like, sorry, the most boringly unfunny thing you can think of, say, Granny's nighty, <laughs> or the weather forecast, <gasps> or the prospect of tidying up your room. However, if that fails, the absolute best way to block a tickle requires us to understand a little about the brain and why we feel ticklish in the first place. Have you ever noticed that you can't tickle yourself? Come on, try it. It doesn't work, does it? Because, you see, for us to feel ticklish, our brain has to be surprised. And this makes good sense. You see, back in caveman days, a surprising feeling on our skin was likely to have been a sneaky little creature coming along to bite or sting or scratch us or even infect us with a deadly disease. There weren't any doctors or hospitals back then, so having tickly feelings helped us to react quickly to unexpected and potentially dangerous creatures, causing us to be able to flick them away. <clears throat> While we have evolved a lot since then, like in our ability to eat with a knife and fork and do algebra, although perhaps not at the same time, many of our survival instincts still remain the same. And this ancient survival response to tickly tormentors occurs in modern-day animals too. You might have seen a horse give a good old shudder to try and get rid of a tickly fly that's landed on its back or flick the irritating insect off with its tail. I actually 
I don't know whether it's the true of everybody, but I jump every time I get like a ticklish feeling on my arm in case it's a little fly or a little insect that's landed on me. And I jump and I go, oh, <laughs> and have a little squeak <laughs> and rub my arm so that I'm flicking anything off. I think I must be related to a caveman. <laughs> Just like we all are. But what if you were to feel ticklish every time anything brushed against the tickly parts of your skin? Even if it wasn't a surprise. You'd fall about laughing every time you put on your shoes and socks. To prevent this, your brain blocks the tickly feelings when it's your own hands doing the tickling. As your hands move towards your body, a part of your brain makes a prediction as to exactly how they're going to feel on your own skin, which blocks your tickle response. Wow! So when someone else tickles you, all you have to do is to trick your brain into thinking that it's your hands doing the tickling. I am so going to try this next time. Simply place your hands on top of the evil tickler's hands while they're trying to tickle you. Your brain can now make a pretty good prediction as to how their hands will feel on your skin, as if they're your own hands. This removes the element of surprise and... Bingo! No more tickly feelings. Wow! So simple. And the answer is C. To block a tickle, simply place your hands on top of the tickler's hands. By the way, there is one place where you can tickle yourself. Can you find it? the roof of your mouth. Try it. Ooh, did you squeal? <laughs> Being ticklish is not just a survival response to protect us from harm. There is also a rather different type of tickle that exists to make us laugh. Releasing feel-good hormones such as oxytocin that make us feel all soft and squishy, helping us to bond with our tickler, assuming you actually like them enough not to mind being tickled by them. Interestingly, if you tickle your baby sister, she probably won't know it's you who's tickling her until the age of about six months. Babies certainly feel tickly feelings, but they don't realise the feelings are coming from the outside world. So if you tickled her toes, she might gurgle a bit, but she'll probably just think that her foot has randomly started to feel all funny. How weird! So, try it if you've got a baby, if you know a baby, try tickling them if they're under six months and they won't laugh. But 
if you and won't even smile but if you over six months then they'll know that it's coming from outside so that will cause them to be able to feel and laugh <laughs> other than us humans few animals are programmed to get this kind of pleasure from tickling it makes sense that chimps gorillas and orangutans being our closest living relatives quite like the old tickle but bizarrely the only other animal that seems to enjoy being tickled is a rat. When tickled on their backs and bellies, rats not only jump with glee, but they even let out high-pitched squeaks of pleasure. How weird. A sort of ratty giggle. Perhaps we should call it a wriggle. <laughs> And then when the tickling stops, the wriggling rats chase their tickler's hands around their cage as if begging to be tickled again. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, apart, oh, excuse me. apart from amusing rats or tormenting your little sister, mastering the art of tickling can have its uses. For example, if you wanted to catch a lobster. Obviously, <laughs> lobster hunters in the South Florida waters encourage spiny lobsters out of their holes by tapping them gently just behind their tail using what's known as a tickle stick. The poor unsuspecting lobsters think they're being attacked from behind and scuttle forwards straight into the fisherman's nets. Oh dear, that's sad. Whilst tickling might be a good way to catch lobsters and laughter can help strengthen our close relationships, please don't go round tickling all your friends willy-nilly. Unless, of course, it's to teach them the tickle block trick. You see, some people really don't like being tickled. In fact, it can make them feel pretty scared, especially if you're bigger and stronger than them. Tickling was even used as a form of torture during World War Two. How awful. So check in with your tickle buddy first and please listen if they say stop. It might look like they're laughing their heads off, but tickling activates a part of the brain that causes smile-like movements of the face, even if the person isn't actually happy. So you can't assume that they're enjoying it. Weird, eh? No wonder it's a pain having trying to convince your tickler that you're really not having fun. So, speaking of pain, did you know that there's a part of your body that can't feel any pain? Yep, that's right. You see the skin on your... Oh, wait, wait, wait a minute. Haven't we done this already? 
Yep, we have. <laughs> Tricked you. Can you remember the answer, though? And more importantly, can you remember why? Don't worry if you've forgotten. You can always go right back to the beginning of this book and start all over again. <laughs> oh, my goodness me. So, we need to have some more fun facts. So, we're going, because I think this is the end, because you don't need me anymore. Yes, I know it's sad, but that's me done. Thanks for having a go at figuring out the answers to all these questions with me. Isn't it amazing how much weird and wonderful stuff there is going on in the world around us? But what's even more cool is that by asking all the right questions and with a little bit of help from science, it all makes sense. Bing! So, bye for now and just remember, keep asking questions. <laughs> so... That is the end of that particular book. But, 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 um, we have another one to start tomorrow about the senses of the body, the five senses. So uh, we will come to that tomorrow. So happy. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so that's the fun fact for the day. Now you know how to block a tickle. And I am going to find that so interesting. Now, 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 we have come to the quiz answers. <gasps> well, well, well. So we had... Um, the quiz this week was, um, Disney themed. Tomorrow we're going to start another one. The first two questions will be asked tomorrow, but we need to know the answers to this one first, don't we? Oh, excuse me. So, here goes... Number one, number one. What is the name of the dog that looks after the darling children in Peter Pan? And it was Nana. Love it. I love Nana. Number two. What is Andy's neighbour called in Toy Story? Remember the uh, the unpleasant little boy that lived next door with all the funny, weird toys? Well, his name was Sid. Well done. Oh, what does Hakuna Matata mean? Question three. Hakuna Matata. What a wonderful phrase. <laughs> And it actually says it in the song, doesn't it? 
Akuna Matata. It means no worries for the rest of your days. <laughs> it's a problem-free philosophy. I love that song. So there you go. It means no worries. Well done to everyone that got that one right. Um, so question four. What are the names of the seven dwarves in Snow White? So we start off with Doc because he's the leader. Uh, we've got Grumpy. We've got Bashful. Uh, sneezy, achoo. Um, mum, 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 mum. Oh, sleepy. Uh, happy. And dopey. I love dopey. So there you go. There's seven dwarves. Well done to everyone who got the seven dwarves right. Question five. What is the name of Pinocchio's conscience? Do we know? It was Jiminy Cricket. Of course it was. And question six. What is Goofy's son called? With two questions, two answers to this one, because his actual name is Maximilian. Um, but he's also called Max, so either or would be fine. Uh, question seven. Rapunzel's chameleon entangled is called what? And I actually had to check this one because I'd forgotten it. And it's called Pascal. There we go, of course. And then my favourite, favourite, a favourite song. So, um, which Disney character sings Kiss the Girl? And it's Sebastian in A Little Mermaid, of course. So there you go. A little bit of music there. <laughs> anyway, uh, so that's the quiz answers. Um, we had quite a few of you who sent me uh, pictures of where you'd written all the answers down. Uh, Poppy. Um, Ooh, who else? Poppy and uh, Lucas. Um, 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 um. Oh, Jake, you got it. You sent me a picture as well. And Anna. Um, oh, who else? Zoe, you managed to send me a picture. Well done, you. Libby, well done, you. Um, Sam, who else? Juliet, um, I haven't heard, don't think we've had a Juliet message before, but well done, Juliet. Um, Verity, well done, you. Um, so yes, thank you very much for joining in and... 
As I say, tomorrow we will have a new quiz and we will. We're also going to over Easter have another scavenger hunt. Um, I thought about having another one uh, this weekend, but I'm going to do it over Easter um, because then you've got the Easter holidays to uh, to get a few bits together. Um, and do, 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 do. what else have we got today? Okay, it's a lot of days today. Not just Sunday, not just the 2nd of April. I can't believe it was the 2nd of April. Did any of you play a joke yesterday? Oh, my goodness me. Um, so, we have got World Autism Awareness Day. Um, when I was younger, there wasn't a lot of... Um, autism didn't hear a lot about autism there seems to be an awful lot of you know because people have been made aware of it um so it is world autism awareness day it's also uh autism acceptance month um because some people are still not very accepting of people with autism uh so there you go it's the month to be aware of it and accept it. Um, it's also Education and Sharing Day. So anything that you learn, pass it on. Definitely. Uh, it's always a good thing. Every day is a school day. You can't learn too much. <laughs> um, International Fact Checking Day. So if somebody tells you something... Don't just accept it. Uh, check the fact. Um, I am terrible for doing that. I don't tend to check the facts um, before I spread them. Um, and really, I should. Uh, so, it's quite important. It's Na International Children's Book Day today. So, that's nice. Uh We've got lots of children's books in this house um, and I'm sure that you have lots of books as well. Um, National Ferret Day. Who knows what a ferret is? Uh, it's like a like a weasel. Um, I think it's a little bit bigger than a weasel, but some people keep them as pets um, and they they are cute, but they're also can be a little bit vicious if you live um i don't know i don't know whether it's up north um in england um if you do keep them some people put them inside their clothes and keep them inside their shirts take them out and mm, not too sure about that I don't think I'd fancy it. They've got sharp teeth. Um, it's National Peanut Butter and Jelly Day. And I have a friend who loves peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Um, I mean, I like them, but I'm not as sort of over keen on them like he is. He loves them. And it's Geologists Day. And we all know geologists are people who um, 
check rocks, not check rocks, uh, discover rocks and um, study rocks and uh, all sorts of different things. So that's of the day that it is. But because it's a new month, it's April. Um, it's National Garden Month. I love the garden. So um, I'm happy that it's garden month. It is Stress Awareness Month. Uh, so not only is it Autism Acceptance Month, it's also Stress Awareness Month. And it is National Jazz Appreciation Month. I love jazz music. I think April is going to be my month, actually. <laughs> love jazz music. It's amazing. Um, play trumpet and saxophone oh my goodness uh so national poetry month gotta love a good poem and straw hat month who's got a straw hat they can wear this month and it is month of the military child so whose mummy or daddy is in the military um in the navy or the air force or the um, army. Um, I'm sure there are lots of you whose mummy or daddy is there. So it's your month this month because you are the child or a military child. There we go. Um, and it's active dog month. So make sure your dogs are all very, very active. And lastly, it is National Decorating Month. Yeah, no, I'm not going to decorate my house. Oof. I'm not very good at decorating, so <laughs> I tell you what, we'll have Cake Decorating Month instead. Still a decorating type thing, isn't it? Don't you think? <laughs> anyway, there you go. That's a lot of days and months and oh, for goodness sake. Why all those months and um, days? So, what else? Oh, I know. We'll read a book. <laughs> Do you think we should read a story? That's why we're here, isn't it, really? Um, so, we have lots and lots of information today. Uh, and we're finally going to get to read a book. So I do apologise that I've kept you waiting all this time. So we're going to read chapter seven of Daisy and the Trouble with Kittens. I haven't actually seen any kittens in it yet, have you? <laughs> anyway, chapter seven. Trouble with x-ray machines is people aren't allowed to lie down and go through them. I wanted my mum to lie down and go through the x-ray machine. That way I would have been able to see her being a skeleton. That's what x-ray machines do. They see right through the outside of things and show you all the bits in the middle on the inside. Mum said we were only allowed to put our bags and jackets and shoes through the x-ray machines. 
But the trouble with bags and jackets and shoes is they don't have skeletons in the middle, which means they're not as good. Once we put our bags on the x-ray machine, we had to walk through a special rectangle that bleeped if you were carrying daggers or machine guns or swords or key rings with monkeys on. When I went bleep, I thought I was going to be arrested and sent to prison or something. But when the x-ray man found my key ring in my pocket, he let me go free. It's a good job, isn't it? Which is lucky, really, because prison is nowhere near as good as Spain. After I'd stopped bleeping, my mum made me put my monkey key ring in my rucksack and then we went to the airport shops i couldn't wait to spend my holiday money the trouble with airport shops is most of them don't have scuba gear in them Mm. or small yachts. Mum said that if I saw anything else in the shops that I wanted to spend my holiday money on, I should let her know. But I couldn't see any harpoon guns or jet skis or ice creams with bubble gums in them either. <sighs> I did see a strawberry cornetto that looked quite nice. But Mum said I wasn't allowed ice cream at six o'clock in the morning. I wasn't allowed an underwater wristwatch either or a basketball net. In the end, I decided to save my holiday money until I got to Spain. Which was lucky, really, because I didn't know at the time that I would need it for the kittens. We've managed a mention of kittens, look. <laughs> the trouble with airport with seats in airport lounges is when you try and lie across three seats at once, oh, the gaps in between make you feel... Oh, all uncomfortable. Mum said I should sit up nicely and listen for our plane to be announced. But other people were lying all over the seats. And they were grown-ups. One man with knots in his hair and a giant rucksack was lying across about six seats. So I didn't see why I couldn't. Except I thought I'd fall through the gap, so I did sit up in the end. The trouble with airport announcers is they always say the wrong plane. Loads of planes were taking off all the time to loads of holidays all over the world. 
but none of the announcements were for me and mum. That's the trouble with announcements. They should do the Spain ones first. Mum told me that our flight number was MLG452. And that as soon as our plane had been cleaned and tidied and filled up with petrol, then there would be an announcement for us to get on our plane too. I told her I didn't mind going to Spain in a dirty plane or one that didn't have much petrol in. But Mum said that wasn't a very good idea. So we waited and waited and waited until just when I thought it would never ever happen. It did! The lady doing the announcements actually announced our actual plane to actual Spain. Time to go, Daisy, said Mum. We need to go to gate 53. Gate 53 is where our plane will be taking off from soon. The trouble with gate 53s is they feel like they are about 53 miles from the airport. Mum said it was nothing like 53 miles away, but it felt like ever such a long walk to me. That's the trouble with small legs. They start to ache much earlier than long ones. Especially if you're carrying a rucksack. Except that's when I realised, oops, I wasn't. I wasn't carrying my rucksack at all. I'd left my rucksack under the seat in the airport lounge. And the trouble with leaving rucksacks under seats in airport lounges is... You're not allowed to do it. We ran and ran and ran all the way back to the lounge. But when we got to our seat, oh, there were about five policemen moving people away from my school bag. Oh, 
At first I thought someone had tried to steal my monkey key ring. But then Mum went really red and said that the policemen were checking inside my school bag for a bomb. The trouble with bombs is that they can blow up. So I would never, ever put one in my school bag. Plus, I don't know where to buy bombs. Mum knew that because she's my mum. But the policeman hadn't met me before, so she had to tell them. Which kind of made her go redder than ever. And more redder than red, even. At first, the policeman did loads of frowns at her. Then, before they gave me my rucksack bag back, they checked my mum for bombs too. In front of loads and loads of people. Mum said she'd never been so embarrassed in her life, which is probably true. Then there was another announcement, except this time it didn't say the name of our aeroplane. It said our names instead. Oh, in big, loud words right across the airport. Quick, Daisy, said Mum. It's our last call. Run as fast as you can or we're going to miss our plane. The trouble with missing your plane is it means you'll miss your holiday too. So we had to run all the way. And the trouble with running all the way to gate 53, oh, is it makes your legs ache even more. Plus, it makes your face all hot and red and your back all sticky. <sighs> By the time we got there, my mum could hardly speak. She was so out of breath. Plus, her face was a new kind of red. I'd never, ever seen before. <sighs> Don't ever leave a bag unattended in an airport again. Daisy was all she could say. <sighs> I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so excited was all I could say back. <laughs> oh, dear. She does get into some trouble, doesn't she? I don't know. So, the next one would be chapter eight. And they catch their aeroplane. So, chapter eight will be while they're on their aeroplane. Woo, woo. <laughs> so, um, I hope you enjoyed that. I do apologise that it seemed to take a long time to get to um, the story today. We seem to have gone on. I seem to have um, sort of gone on forever. <laughs> anyway, um, you all have ooh, 
the best day ever. And I will see you all again tomorrow. Where we'll find another story to read. <laughs> okay. So make sure while you're having a good day that you take care and stay safe. And I'll see you again tomorrow. Bye for now.